Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. It is hard to build up anything uh, substantive over a period of time just through anger. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, weaponizing anger. It is an interesting phenomenon, especially in today's uh, political climate, uh, how angry uh, many people are. And it seems like that some people see it as an advantage if you're trying to get people motivated to act, to get them mad and uh, to to stoke uh, anger in a way that motivates behavior. And it's an interesting thing because, you know, when our bodies respond in a way that's angry, you know, when our sympathetic nervous system is reacting and we get that fight or flight response, except we're not going to flee, we're going to fight, uh, a lot of things happen. I mean, first of all, there's a lot of adrenaline flowing and there's a lot of things that make us want to move and take action. But what it also does it is, it's, is it suppresses our ability to think clearly, which is a huge negative consequence if you're talking about being in a position where you have the opportunity to make decisions. I mean, it's, it's interesting the way the law parses out uh, premeditated murder versus murder in a crime of passion or assault that is premeditated versus just, you know, your blood boiling and acting out on somebody. Because I think we recognize in an intuitive way that when you're very emotionally hyped up, your judgment is impaired. Now, Evolutionarily, that that might have been a really good thing for reasons that are not always in play right now. And, of course, it's exploitable now for people who want to motivate people to take action is not by cajoling them, by talking about all the positive consequences that can happen if they actually get up and move, but getting them so angry that they're just ready to do anything. And as soon as somebody points in a particular direction, you can get big masses of people all moving in the right direction because you've got them so mad. Yeah. So if you think about the human motivational system, something we've talked a little bit about on previous shows, is that there is a thinking mode and a doing mode. And psychologists have given those the, the name's deliberative mindset versus locomotor mindset. But basically, it's whether you're prone to think or to do. And in most normal circumstances, we shuttle back and forth between those. So we may contemplate a purchase for a while and then make the decision that it's time to move forward and act. And balancing those can often be a good thing. But there are circumstances in which actually taking the time to think things through would probably be difficult or even bad. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're being attacked by someone or something, that is probably not a good time to think through carefully all of your options. And so we have a mechanism that basically shuts off the the, the thinking mode and pushes us into that doing mode. And and for many of of the kinds of physical threats to our our health and safety, it's great that we have that mechanism. But something else we've talked about on lots of previous shows is that the human mind has a remarkable capacity to co-opt these mechanisms to do all sorts of things that are potentially suboptimal given how they evolved. And so we can get angry or afraid, not just at an individual who might be threatening us physically, but at someone who has just transgressed one of our values 
and yet we still get the same reaction. Right. The, the one that you were describing, Bob, and mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to understand that there are plenty of circumstances in which shutting off that thinking mode turns out not to be a big benefit. Right, and, and just to say again, when all these systems evolved, they, they had pretty useful evolutionary purposes, but, but now, and just the, the point that Art just made, the fact that a thought can be anger-inducing and all of the same physiological responses that would be in play as a result of a physical threat are now activated, even though there's no physical threat in sight. I mean, just the idea that something, we've talked about protected values before, I mean, something that you hold very dear is now transgressed by a person or a group of people or whatever. And now all those same responses that motivate you to act and depress your ability to think come into play. And, and now, people who are in that mode are much more susceptible to having their behavior directed by other people. I mean, yeah. when you think about the way we train soldiers to act, it's not just to teach them, especially when we're talking about close in hand-to-hand -hand kind of combat. We, we don't we don't teach them to calmly think about where you want to actually- Breathe be. and thrust. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, we want them angry because that anger optimizes all of the physical components of your body to optimize your strength, your breathing, your musculature, and now you can do something that you wouldn't be able to do as easily in terms of the physical component if you were calm. But when you generalize that to thoughts and ideas and groups, well now you, you have the potential to move people in various directions in large measure as a result of your ability to make them angry. And because we shut off that thinking mode, we can get ourselves to engage in actions that we would not condone under other circumstances, particularly when we do this in a social setting. So anger is contagious, energy is contagious. And so if, if you become part of a group and everyone gets angry, this can create group actions that, that can escalate because there's no one to get everyone to step exactly. back and calm down. And, and of course, doing that through social media is compounded by the fact that you are not, as a human being, in the moment observing the reactions of the recipient of your vitriol is, is, is having, right? So the things that would temper a normally responsive human being when they're yelling at somebody or angry with somebody and they see the effect they're having them, if it's negative, I mean, the sense that I can see I'm hurting this person's feelings or, you know, I didn't expect them to react this strongly to that. Well, many people will will temper what they're doing and pull back a little bit. But on social media, there's, there, there's no feedback, right? It's just all unidirectional transmission of anger without any feedback loop to see the effect that anger's having. Next week, we'll talk about memoir and memory with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. Also, Two Guys on Your Head is up for Best Local Podcast in this year's Austin Chronicle Best of Austin Awards. You can vote now at austinchronicle.com. And thank you, Austin, for nominating us. David Alvarez, Jake Perlman, and Michael Crawford are our engineers. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.